I am resigning as leader. There will be a great deal of agreement. There should be a new leader of that party and therefore a new prime minister. Breaking news. Host of The One Show, Alex Jones, has just been announced as the new prime minister of the United Kingdom. She's currently in high-level governmental meetings with her advisors Matt Richardson and Lauren Bell-Cross, formulating her policies and strategy. Hello and welcome to I Am Prime Minister, the podcast that gives celebs and influencers the keys to number 10 and a chance to run the country. This week, we're live on location from our big house in the country. Welcome to Checkers. Oh, it's very nice. Well, it's yours now, you're Prime Minister. Congratulations. <laughs> um, uh, now, Alex Jones, thank you so much. Congratulations on your shock victory in the election last night. I'm here to help you with your new political advisor, Lauren Bell Cross. Hello, new political advisor. Very welcome. I mean, I'm service. very excited. How does Let's it feel? Let's get going. I feel important. Have you ever thought about doing anything political in your life? Uh, no, absolutely not. No. So Although I'd love to give it a go because I think, you know, there's things that are overlooked that are really key and they just, you know, don't get a look in. Yeah, absolutely. Look, we're going to go through all of that. Okay, to start great. with, though, we need to name your party. Mm. And this is a, part, a name that represents everything that's you in this party. Okay. All right. I mean, kind of the fun bus. The fun bus? Yeah. Okay, why the fun bus? <laughs> because, you know, I like travelling around the country, so you need a mode of transport that's big enough to house all the kids. Yeah. Plus friends, plus family. Uh, so you're not spending much time in Downing Street then? No. Okay, the no. fun bus passes. It's too expensive, central London. It costs you an arm and a leg to drive in there. <laughs> yeah, especially with a bus. I'll just do it remotely. Okay, <laughs> Fight the fun bus party. I like that. A remote prime minister. You can get in with the people. Exactly. exactly. You know, not being inside the Westminster bubble, out there with the people every day. It's perfect. It's what we to need. To be honest, I don't like, I think the front door of Downing Street looks really uninviting <laughs> and boring. I would turn that into like a mustardy yellow Ooh. with some nice door furniture. Bit of farrow and ball. They're on telly every day and they don't put any thought into it. It's just black. <laughs> Yeah. So, okay, so that's already, we're redoing Downing Street's front. 100%. Yeah, you're right, actually. Like, you could, because I'm surprised they don't ever change it, but I, so it's, it's so iconic. You sneak isn't a it? Christmas tree outside, and that's about it. Every, Is that it? Yeah. But, yeah. Laurie, what about the rest of the year? Exactly. I mean, where's the window boxes? Yeah. Where's the, you know, nice, I don't know, they could have some bay trees outside. Yeah, I agree. Put some fairy lights on them. An allotment, maybe? An allotment. Exactly. I'm loving this already. We're thinking about sustainability in Downing Street. Great. We're going to start off by setting up a brand new department for you. So you've got your classics that are all part of politics, but this is something that you really want in life, like something you think is missing in government that needs to be looked at. We've had all sorts of different departments. We've had the department of Ryland Clark, as suggested by <laughs> Shappy Corsandi, because she Amazing. loves Ryland. And what happens in the department of Ryland Clark? Everyone just basically, it's Ryland's the propaganda machine of her government. So things like that, idea. just something that you love, that you think the country needs more of, something you think is overlooked, that kind of department. But also need. ruthless efficiency in delivering clear and to the point messages without any waffle. Wow. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. See, I think that, I mean, I think we need more coffee shops. Okay, fine. That's what I think we need. The Department of Coffee. A coffee department, okay. Yeah. And, and are we talking like, what kind of coffee shops are we talking here? Independent or are the chains fine? What no, are you into? I, I, I'm not into a chain. Have no. to be independent ones. I'm not, yeah, exactly. I'm not into a chain. I've tried because sometimes there's desperation, isn't there? Yeah. And there is only a Starbucks or a Costco. Are you a big coffee snob? No. Well, I mean... But I just... like the environment. It's not about the actual coffee. I'll drink anything apart from Nescafe. No offence to them. But um, I don't like granules. 
But I'll drink any coffee, but it's the environment in which right. you're drinking it, which is important. In, so basically, the, we're going to regulate coffee shops. Yeah. Interesting. So what's your vibe in a coffee shop that you're after then? Not too big. Yeah. I don't mind animals. I don't mind dogs, cats. I mean, there's a lady next door to us that's got a cat on a lead. She takes her cat to the coffee shop. I'm fine with that. I take my cat on a lead. You're one of them, are you? Yeah, well, he only goes in the garden. We don't take him out, like, on the streets, but he goes outside. Right, well, see, we had a cat for our... Um, a lead for our cat, but the cat wouldn't put the harness on. Oh, really? It's yeah. great. It's it, like, it's very cute, but... I've done the same. It is very, very... Yeah, on, yeah, yeah, on yeah. a harness, yeah. I mean, but it's one of those things going, is that... Is that guy got a cat on a lead? Like, yeah. people are really weird about it. Well, we got our tortoise on a lead. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not going to run away, though, is it? But anyway, so cats, dogs, I don't mind have in a coffee shop. Have you ever been to a cat cafe? Yeah, we have. There's yeah, one. Like There's cafe. one in London, in central London. Yeah. Great Portland Street. I love a cat cafe. We go in often. Yeah. Really? Do you yeah. have cats, then? No, but um, I like cats. I used to have a cat. But so for your kids as well, going, look, you don't want a cat all the time, but you have, a, have an afternoon with some Oh, no, cats. I don't take them. No, <laughs> no I don't go. take them. And this is where this is coming from, this, this whole coffee shop scenario. So earlier on today, I was in a coffee shop yeah. with three children. Yeah. They are two, four and six. Okay. And they're loud. And they like standing on the chair. I mean, they are, they're out of control, let's face it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And there was a man next to us reading the Saturday papers. And he'd obviously gone in to, you know, relax, read the papers, have a coffee, quiet coffee. And it didn't pan out as he thought it was going to no. pan out. Because next thing he had these three kids next to him. But he was super grumpy. He was like, Ugh, and kept like moving over a bit and moving over a bit. And then Ted went under the table and popped up between his legs, which wasn't ideal. Right? But he got really huffy. Yeah, it's I, don't, I, I get really annoyed when people get huffy about children in public places. Right. It's such so, an English thing as well. It's like no, being grumpy at children. You, you don't have any more of a right like, no to the coffee shop around. than anyone else. I, exactly. And I can see that they'd ruined his morning. Right. And I felt for him. But I think we need to put a sign up. Children welcome, children not welcome. So there's and two then, types. And, and everybody knows where they stand. You can put the animals and the children in one sort of coffee shop and the grumpy old man reading a paper can go into another one. Look, I think this sort of like childhood apartheid is a great idea for pubs as well. Yes. Because yeah. sometimes you go into a pub and you think, oh, this is... Go to one with a soft play. They're not meant to be in here. Yeah. I think any pub that's like more than five pounds a pint, children shouldn't be welcome automatically. See, in Cardiff, just outside Cardiff, actually, there is a pub with a soft play and it's an extensive soft play. Is it it's big? a good one, right? Yeah. But the food is awful. <laughs> it is. It's awful. You never get a posh pub with a good soft play, you do can, you? See, so now we need to merge these ideas. Nice pub, nice soft play. Let's bring them together. Look, we, we can we can add pubs to your department as well. It can be the pub and coffee yeah, shop department. All the fun uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay. Department the, of fun. It's a lot of fun in your department of yeah. hospitality vibes, I think. Hospitality, yes, yes Specify Laurie. that and yeah. create okay. the atmosphere we want for the country. Because you want everybody to have a nice time when they go for a pint or a coffee. Yeah, and you know... But I think everybody needs to know, you, we need to map it out. Everybody needs to know what they're going to face within that establishment if they enter totally through the door. I totally agree. Yeah, because yeah. there's a you know, childless person, you go in and sometimes you don't want to kids running around. But other Look, times it doesn't bother I, me at all. As a parent, sometimes I don't want the kids in there. <laughs> I mean, most of the time. Leave them in the car, crack a window. Yeah. Uh, see, in the 80s, that was all right as yeah, well. Yeah, it was. Now, frowned upon. You know, it, put, well, you used to be able to put kids on leads. No one it, does that anymore, do they? And if you're in, you know, if you're a, a public figure, is that what they call people these days? 
definitely can't. People get really arsy with you. Yeah, you've got to really think yeah, about that if you're you, have It's you? really annoying, Laurie, because I would be happily leave them in the car <laughs> with a window down. But, but it's a daily it's mail good article look. waiting it's, to happen, it is. isn't also, it? Also, you know, the previous Prime Minister, David Cameron, left his kid in a pub. So, you know, we want to Did avoid he? that. Yeah, he was meeting with oh. uh, President Xi of China and left his kids in the pub. That's a dash back. I sort of like him more now, though. <laughs> what, with people? Yeah. No, was, were the kids yeah, just, just, just left there? Yeah. Just, uh, just sit here. Look at the look at the poverty. No, I think they, uh, they must have for- forgotten their children, which is even they worse. They forgot their kids. <laughs> so, had he had a few drinks? One would assume so, but then that's even more worrying if you're meeting meet the president of China having had a few drinks. God knows what you're telling him at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's true. This is. I didn't know he'd left his children in a pub. Neither did I. But it yeah. makes him a little bit more. Yeah, I like that actually. I like it. Have you ever done your old daughter behind in the pub for about 15 minutes, apparently? Really? Surely every parent's had that thing where you get everything ready to go out, you get in the car and you go, I've not put the kids in the car yet and I've left them in the house. I mean, all the time. Really? Yeah, one times out of three. I wasn't with (laughs) Thankfully, it wasn't with the president of China, though. So that's, you know, he just left them in the pub without the president of China. So that's more more reassuring. That would be weirder if he'd left Xi and the eight year old. Yeah. (laughs) Why is our relationship with China so frosty now? Well, she wants toys to be cheaper. So she had a word, didn't she? Um, okay, well, look, I think this is a really good place to start. So okay. the Department of Hospitality vibes. So we're going to cover pubs and there's going to be more soft play in gastro pubs. Yes. Very good. Mm. Um, and there's going to be a sort of child separation in coffee shops and pubs. What's allowed, what isn't allowed. And we're going to ban granuled coffee. Uh, I mean, surely everybody's on board with that. I think so, yeah. yeah. It's like drinking a puddle. <laughs> Nobody wants it. What it's a lovely like, word like in a Welsh accent for, as well, puddle. For coffee drinkers. It's like it's not the real thing and it's not going to get you off it and you're not enjoying it. I think you're right. And I mean, coffee snobs really get on my nerves as well, the other end of the spectrum, <laughs> yeah. you see. Because, you're on the middle ground a lot here, Because to I be think. honest, coffee's coffee to a point when it's not granulated. Yeah. But, you know, any other coffee's fine. It's get like a grip, you- get it down you. <laughs> You know. We shan't be using that as a slogan, but you know. <laughs> get a grip and get it down. <laughs> that would be. A, I think that's that's a great thing to campaign on. Get a grip and get it down. You. Yeah. you can, about policy, about anything. You know, we need a bit more gumption in our lives. I think everyone's a bit too precious about things. Get a grip would be a great thing to get run. Get a on. grip, get it down. You. To be honest, I went to Checkers. Right. This this sounds like a proper name drop thing. Amazing. Ah, uh, it was only because. They had to invite me. <laughs> they had to invite you. <laughs> because, so everybody one year who had done something for comic relief was invited and happened to be, I had done one of these mad sort of sport challenges. Yeah. And so we all get invited and Davina's there and David Williams is there. And the coffee they served was below par. <laughs> was it, it definitely was. granulated? Well, it came out of a posh silver jug thing, right? And I think, you know, they think they can hide... A lot of sins by pouring it out of a posh vessel. But ultimately, it didn't taste very nice. So, you know, there you are. What was Checkers like? Oh, my gosh. It was, well, we were late. Oh, embarrassing, right? <laughs> Who's late to Checkers? Well, me, because we're late everywhere. Um, so I, I think I did the one show that night. It was a Friday night. And then we went to Oxfordshire, yeah. where Checkers is. And um, we knocked on the door and David Cameron opened the door. And we're like... Oh, hiya. Um, sorry, Prime Minister, we're a bit late. And he went, oh, right, all right, well, come in then. And I, <laughs> he didn't ask who we were or anything. I was just like, oh. You okay. could have been anybody. Anybody. Was there a security check on the way up to nope. the door? Well, so you go in, do you have dinner there? 
Yes, we had dinner. Was it nice? Yeah, so he led us into this kind of dining room and um, yeah, the food was really nice, but we'd missed the starters, gutted. I think they had prawn cocktail, which is my favourite. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So they then we did the main meal. There were some speeches. Boring, boring. <laughs> so we go upstairs and that's where you have your kind of whiskies and whatever, right? And I think I had something random like a Cointreau, which over ice is quite nice, right? But that was the first. Was this in the 80s? Prawn cocktail and Cointreau? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How long have you been on the one show? Oh, like, so that's... long, Matt. So long. <laughs> um, so you go upstairs, you have these drinks and stuff. And then, and the, it, you know, there's all little lamps and it's very stylish. Little lamps around, little candles and all the rest of it. And then at 11 o'clock precisely, they turned on the big lights. Right? Really? They turned on the big lights. And then David Cameron stands up and he just goes, okay, well, that was a lovely evening. And thank you so much, everybody, for coming. Oh, lovely. As in, get out. <sighs> so. I love that. I rate that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Emma Freud was there. Yeah. Who is hilarious. Uh, she is um, Richard Kirst's partner. Well, I think actually they got married the other day. Um, but anyway, she was there and she went, should we just hide in the toilets and see what happens? <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, all right then. She was like, I wonder if everybody will just leave and we'll just be left here. Okay, so that's Emma Freud for the head of MI6 then, yeah, clearly. She's yeah, amazing. Yeah, lovely. I mean, she should just be in government anyway because she's, oh, really? she's a laugh and lovely and yeah. Um, well, I mean, what, a, what an amazing thing. I'd love that. If you're Prime Minister, you can go, can you all just go? Yeah, can you all just go? Great. So we thought, How all many right, times then. have you wanted to do that at your own house? Just oh, lovely night. so many times. There we go. Thanks very much, guys. Off we go. Like that would be PM. Waking up at a Saturday morning. Right. Thank you very much, guys. See you later. And it was quite good because you were still really polite about it. But he just went, well, that was a lovely night. Thank you so much, everybody, for coming. Goodbye. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's something to add to the hospitality vibes. Yeah. Uh, hard 11pm cut off at every house party. 100%. Yeah, okay, fine. I think coats on 10.30 because by the time you get them out, it's 11. Yeah, yeah. Out the door at 11pm at any house gathering. Yeah. Uh, dinner party, not house party. Dinner party. Let's, let's, yeah, let's yeah, okay, Because then house parties will just be crap. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, true. <laughs> Let's move on to some more of the classic departments. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with culture, media, and sport. Oh, now, gosh. you said, look, you're in culture, you're in media, and you've done some sport challenges, you said. What did you do for <laughs> Comic Relief? I, um, well, I climbed a rock, a sheer rock face in yeah. Utah, in America, called Moonlight Buttress. You couldn't make it up, could you? Moonlight Buttress. <laughs> and it took three days. Three, and we had to. Did you camp on the wall? Yes, yeah, so we had to camp on the wall. Wow. So we were camping just on literally a stretcher, basically. Oh, my goodness. And what? they'd sent me up there with a guy called Andy, who is a very, very good climber. But he looks like Alan Carr, right? So I couldn't take him seriously. I thought, you've sent me up here with somebody... Did he have the same mannerisms as yeah, Alan Carr? completely. And, like, he looked like he'd never climbed the stairs, let alone a big rock face, right? Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm interested in your... Obviously, you know, in, you've been in television a long time, uh, so mm. media's covered. But your sport life, were you sporty as a child? No, no. I was one of these people... I mean, I did it because I was, like, people pleaser. Um, still am. And I just... You know, I would do it in school, but no, no, I didn't like it. I didn't like outside. I didn't like being cold. <laughs> I still don't. Not um, ideal growing up in Wales when it is outside. No. Outside's a lot of the life, but like, isn't I used it? to play netball, you know. I think okay. I was like wing attack. So sports, uh, sports, something we're not prioritising then. That's absolutely um, well, fine. Well, I mean, and the thing is now, because I've got two boys and a husband who's obsessed with rugby. The boys are obsessed with football. Like... 
the noise. So I think. Okay, here we go. When sport is on the television, Gabby yeah. Logan's going to kill me, and she's a good friend, but she knows. I feel like this. The just the oh, the noise of everybody cheering and clapping and stadium noise really bugs me. So look, so maybe that going to watch the football should be more like going to the theatre. Yeah. That you all sit there quietly and you watch it and you clap at the end of the so, first half. The only big events I've gone to see sport wise is the Miami Dolphins, right? And I think they um I think they were playing American football. No, definitely they were. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely were, right? <laughs> And I went with an ex-boyfriend in, uh, and we were in Miami, right? And he was like, oh, I'd love to go and see them. I was like, all right then, well, I'll come, fine. And um, they didn't even sell wine. Really? No. So, you know, when you go and get a drink? Yeah. And I was like, oh, can I have Sauvignon Blanc? They were like, No, what? what's that? Nothing. What? No, we've got beer. That was, like, was it, just beer? Yeah. Had they have had wine, I would have had three or four and, and had a lovely time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So look, I, I look, I think this is great for sport because <laughs> I'm not a sporty... I'm not, are you into football? Yeah, so the, in fact, relating to wine at the, at the Emirates... Um, one of the disturbances, got years gone back, one of the worst disturbances, and this is a very Arsenal-Islington disturbance of um, a fan had smuggled in some red wine in a cup and thrown it at a steward. Is the wine in, bottle? No, not bottle. In, in the, oh, the contents of... a glass actual, of red wine? Yeah, oh, but in a plastic cup. No. So that's the most Islington offence yeah, you could bloody yeah. get. What was it? Was it nice? Deep Malbec? Yeah, yeah. No, it was a Chianti, actually. Oh, lovely. Good, good stuff. Well, I'm not a sports person. Um, I don't like, I'm not into sport in any way whatsoever. Right. Uh, my dad is football obsessed. My brother is. Uh, my dad was a footballer. My dad was a professional footballer in his youth. Uh, played for Cardiff. Did you? Uh, yeah. And um, I'm like the ultimate disappointment. And about once every year, I go to football with them. And it's yeah. a lot, isn't it? It is. But if they had better snacks and better drinks, I feel like I'd be more on board. I agree. The worst thing I ever went to was I went to see Aberdeen play on a stag do in Aberdeen. Oh, I went that. to a stag do in in Aberdeen <laughs> and they don't serve booze in Scottish football stadiums why because they ruined it for themselves yeah. oh because they they couldn't they didn't know when to stop yeah exactly right. that but I like this it's too noisy the booze isn't good enough and I think it is more enjoyable when you've had a bit to drink but not too much so I propose this I think we turn stadiums it's theatre rules yeah you clap whenever there's a goal or like the tennis Lovely. Or you clap at the end when they finish, right? Lovely. And everyone sits down, and that's nice. And we're going to breathalyse everyone on the way in. And, and they, they have bring to be... snacks halfway through yeah, to you. Absolutely. You can have an ice cream. Like, you know, an, ush, an usher or an usherette. Perfect. Turns yeah. up. And I think as well, look, we don't want people getting too drunk. So no. everyone's breathalysed on the way in. You have to have had between two and four glasses of wine. Any more, you're not coming in. Any less, you're not coming in. Fine. And I think that will make sport enjoyable. Correct. That'll work, yeah. And maybe... I mean, and they do no, it sometimes, and they at half time, like just really good acts. So if you don't like the sport, there's something for everyone. I remember years ago going to see uh, you, the USA versus England play rugby, and Martine McCutcheon was in the middle, and she was great. I love Martine McCutcheon, essential love, actually. Highlight of the highlight of the day for that me. That was the highlight of her life. <laughs> and when we left, well, I mean, when we left, and my dad went, "What's your favourite bit?" and I went, "Martine McCutcheon." I think he's surprised I've got a girlfriend now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know. <laughs> We're all shocked, don't worry. Um, especially her sometimes, I'm not going to lie. Um, so yeah, two to four glasses of wine. I think, okay, that's great. I love this. And a really good act in the middle. What kind of thing do you want? Variety, singers? 
Yeah, like Beyonce, you know. But I mean, Beyonce's not going to be doing like Burnley leads, is she? Why shouldn't she? I think that'd be great. Get Beyonce to, could she do it in a cold, wet night in Stoke? That's what we need to find out. Could she do it in a cold, mm. wet night in Stoke? That's how I live my life, you know? That's how you rate people. And or maybe people would say she's past her peak, so. Yeah, absolutely. Look, maybe, not be maybe it's sort of like regional, like in, you know, in the North, you have like Bernard Manning does her turn <laughs> in the middle. You can have Rod Gilbert when Wales play. Dead? Yeah, he's long dead, but you know. Fine. The spirit fine. of you, Bernard Manning. Yeah, the spirit of Bernard Manning. Rod can do the Wales Rod. games. Fantastic. Stuart. Gilbert. He's Scottish. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Rod Gilbert, yes. You know, it could have all different things. You're like, what's it going to be this week? A fire eater or a comedian? Yeah. You know, it's a, a little surprise in the middle. Okay, Ooh, yeah, great. I like that a lot. Okay, we'll move on to your next department. We are going to go for food and rural affairs. Now, well, so much to say. Are you, are, you're not a rural person. You grew up in Swansea. Uh, I did. But I do like a bit of countryside. Really? A bit, yeah. a big countryside so person. So I'll tell you, I don't know whether this fits in, but people matter, who don't us. pick up their dog poo really annoy me. Okay, yeah, that's... Do you have dogs? No. Mm-hmm. But if I did, I would. Yeah, of course you would. Because that is the rules. And that is how we can, you know, live yeah. together in the same society. Well, it's worse when they pick it up and then leave it on a twig. I was like, well, how's yeah, that going to help really anybody? Annoying. Do you know what I mean? And I know it's a bit of a grim job. If it's your own, you And you deal. don't let them shit in public. Exactly. So. I mean, they have, to be honest. Have they? Oh, yeah. yeah. Kids there's, are feral, aren't they? Well, and there's been times, you know, it, there was no other option. Um, <laughs> get the wipes out. Um, but, you know, I deal with them. And I think everybody with a dog or child, whatever, should deal with their own. What's your cat poo opinion about people's cats pooing in other people's cars? blind, can't it? Well, I mean, if you eat it, yeah. Yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cat poo, yeah, cat poo... Well, I think they bury it, don't they? They so do they a kind bit, of... but not, they're not amazing, are they, Alice? No. It depends on the cat. But So dog, look, I think that's a really good thing, dog poo being picked up. I, my, you know what my problem is? What? Why are we letting horses poo everywhere and they, they don't have to pick it up? So, like, you know, you see someone on a horse ride and yeah. that horse does a massive dump on the side of the road and they're allowed to leave it. You've got a point. And it's bigger than it's bigger than a dog's. It's bigger than mine. So I used to live next right next door to Millwall Stadium and obviously for obvious reasons there'd be heavy police-mounted presence there. And every, you know, they would just leave all this sort of horse poo in the middle of the street. and it's just like, shit everywhere. Yeah. I, you know, if, if someone walking their dog did that, they'd rightly get fined, what, but why what not we're the police? There, what we're saying there is there is a net worth where it's acceptable to let your animal shit in the garden, in other people's places. Like, if you're posh. If you're posh, basically. Yeah. If, you know, that's like, what school did you go to? Let your horse poo, you're fine. That's I suppose, it. though, you'd have to then carry a spade with you. Because one hand in a bag isn't going to do it, is it? Well, you could do a two... I guess you'd have to have a bin bag, wouldn't you, to pick You'd up. have to have a bin bag and you'd have to do a collect. Look, I'm sure... I don't you know. know. I was worried that we'd get you onto politics, but I'm not sure the BBC would love you miming picking up a horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's... Look, it could be a segment on the one show. It could be. Yeah, yeah, we could it do could, it, it you could know, be. on a slow week. I'll pitch it. <laughs> there has actually look, been a show called Britain's Dog Poo Scandal, I'm, really? I'm told, yeah. There you are, you Channel see. 5. Well, you've got to think, like, look, this government, have, you know, the government before yours were very keen on banning dogs, but then the poo is more of a problem, I think, for more people. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, agree with this. Having recently stepped in somebody's dog poo and then walked it through a house we were filming oh. in that had brand new carpet. Oh, it was hey. awkward. Were, they, were the owners in? They were. Were they really upset? It was the smell it was. You know, when everybody <laughs> starts into... You can see everybody, nobody's saying anything, but everybody's going... That's, Smell here. But you know what? You must have had this. I have previously interviewed celebrities that have smelled. 
So do you think have like, you? Yeah, there's been a few Ooh, over who's the years. Worst smeller. Well, like it's sort of like really the people that are big partiers when they've come from being out. Oh, fine. I've mm-hmm. had that a few times, like a rock star who um, was definitely still on the night out the night before and kept nipping off every three minutes in the interview to the loo. I don't know why. And um, he smelled awful. But like maybe they were just like, oh my God, Alex Jones smells. Like that's mm. going to be in pop bitch now before you know it. I know. And it was, you know, I mean, I did feel awful. There was these cream carpets. Oh, and they were no. <laughs> Simeon. <laughs> you know what though? That's their fault for having cream carpet. I'm sorry that you're asking for trouble. But I do like a cream carpet, but I did rethink that strategy as well after that um, incident. My mum and dad got rid of their cream carpets when in their house, when I first took my girlfriend Sam home, she won't be happy about this story. The first night I ever took her home, we went yeah. to the pub to meet some of my friends in my hometown and she came back and we'd been for a curry as well. And she came in and she went after the night out all over the cream carpet oh, no. in the spare room. Had she had a chicken tikka masala? Like it was the, it was so red and so like a lot. Voluminous, I suppose. It just went everywhere. And then my mum went, my mum and I, three o'clock in the morning, my dad would have gone absolutely loopy. So we're going, shh, just, Scrub it quietly, like getting it all out the carpet. <laughs> but she's still doing more. And then three weeks later, they got rid of all the carpets Did and got they? some normal no. colour. <laughs> well, well, if she's going to be a regular feature, we can't have this anymore. I tell you what, though, always buy cheap carpet. That's my that's my tip to you in life. Eighty percent wool, no thank you. All the stuff goes in, ingrained, yeah. very deep. Deep, deep. It was the biggest mistake that. of my life. Yeah. Buy acrylic. You can scrub it with bleach. <laughs> you can. There you go. <laughs> I would change all the carpets in number 10 straight away. No yeah, yeah, messing. Look, I, and checkers. No messing. Absolutely great. Okay, well, look, this is really good. I'm liking this. So all of the uh, all of the stadiums are going to be theatre rules. Yeah, theatre uh, rules. Two to four glasses of wine. You're going to be checked on the way in. And um, we are going to ban dog poo being left around. What's the punishment going to be if you are caught leaving dog poo? A fine? A fine's not no, enough, is it? No, rub their face in it. Rub their face. You get your face rubbed in you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. there's sort of varieties around the world. I think in Singapore, countries like Singapore, it's a thousand dollar fine. Is it? Yeah. <gasps> I think there's sort of varieties of that. Um, so we can, you know, we can do yeah. an active punishment rather than the fixed penalty notice or whatever. We need to, it needs to be a proper deterrent, I'm hearing. Is that what they do to dogs, actually? Though, they rub their it? noses in it when they poo to stop yeah, them doing so it. So I think that's fair enough. Yeah, same for yeah. the owners. Lovely. Right. We're going to move on now to. <laughs> <laughs> right we're gonna move so that's rural affairs done no, no horse tick. poo as well yeah yeah tick <laughs> but dog poo banned and finally we're gonna move on to um, the foreign office now uh, oh. this is an interesting department because do you see yourself as a foreigner in in the in England or do you very much see yourself as part of it because Wales is a funny one they're not as angry as Scotland are they about it all it feels much more ingrained yeah I how think- do you feel you sit do you feel like you're an, a fish out of water sometimes I did when I first did arrived you? in London. Yeah, but I think that's kind of maybe not so much England. Maybe it's London because, you know, I mean, where London I was is. from in Cardiff, I was living in Cardiff at the time when I moved to London. And, you know, to go out of an evening, you dress up. And when I say dress up, you wouldn't put much on. Definitely no coat um, and, you know, heels. You know, you'd really yeah, you'd go, go for, for it. it. Got to London, everybody's in a jeans and a jumper. I couldn't get on board with that for a long time. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because I, I mean, look, I have a northern part. The posh they of the place, the less you dress up to go out. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Because when you go to somewhere like when you're in Mayfair and a woman's really dressed up, you go, oh, she's um, working. 
Oh. Like that's the, 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 Busy? The, yeah, exactly. She's, she's working this evening. It's weird, isn't it? Like, because I found the same. Like, people come to London. Look, I've got some friends from Liverpool and they come down and they dress up to the nines. And you go, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's a bit yeah. weird. It is. I mean, I like it because I don't actually, I think, you know, your life changes and you, then suddenly you yeah. don't, you know, you, you, I'm, I don't go out at all anymore. Three kids under six. Exactly. But... I used to like a little dress up to go out into yeah. London. Nobody was dressed up. And when and now, because obviously you know with the kids, but foreign foreign affairs, big one, right? Obviously, mm. it's a big office of state. What do you think about you know? Do, is there any way you love going? Do you want to go and do some of these trips as prime minister? Oh well, I think the Maldives needs looking at, doesn't it? <laughs> There's lots of business to be done there. You know. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. Look, I, I think, think we need to be on those yeah, as well. Um, sort of. You know, Japan when the blossom's out. Yeah. That could yep, coincide yep, yep. with dealing with some very important issues. An important issues. G7 country. We need strong relations. Look, I think, look, I think we need a big, big, strong presence in the Caribbean in December. So that's when we can go there. You exactly. Know. Yeah, yeah. You know, but just you know what? Having said all this, I think I've become super boring. Really? I quite like just staying home. Do you not like going on holiday anymore? I like holidaying in the UK. There you are. Do you I really? Said, yeah. Okay, interesting. I do, because airports, about three years ago-ish, became really dull, didn't they? Like, you can't go through an airport quickly anymore. No. There's all this fuss. I um, I fly quite a lot for, like, work. I don't, you know, not just... Well, I mean, I fly for fun because I love planes. I'm a plane geek. Are you? Yeah, I love a plane. Oh, oh gosh. Um, it's pretty sad. Mm. Um, but... <laughs> People have forgotten how to, like, everyone gets to security now in front of you and it's like they've never been, it's like they've never had hands before, let alone never been through an airport. Like, they forget what they need to do. Oh, it drives me insane. Yeah, I hate airports That's now. the thing. When you get to the tray bit, you know, yeah. everybody knows what to do. Pull your belt off. If you're not, if, you know, if you're wearing trainers. And you know it's going to come. Off. So why are you then, so why am I going to have to wait 10 minutes just to sort of, well, someone takes the belt off, puts all the stuff there. Have it ready. Why and not? then somebody goes to the scan and they're like, oh, sorry, I've got some coins. Yeah. Yeah, have you really not annoying. been abroad before? Yeah, it's really... See, I can't deal with those So people. the UK, where do you like going in the UK? Uh, mainly to Pembrokeshire. Yeah? Like a bit of Cornwall. Okay. Um, anywhere, really. And do you I think mean, this is something that the, the, uh, your public now uh, need, to, need to be more interested in? Should we ban all foreign holidays? Because that would be good for the UK economy as well. Well, it'd be good for the environment. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think this is an interesting thing because I, I think just started going away in the UK a bit more and I really like it. I like it as well. I think you should be probably allowed to go to France, which is like you can get there in a car. So that's yeah, fine. yeah, okay. Um, you know, maybe places that are really close. If you can't take your car, you can't go. Exactly. Well, okay. if you can't get there by train as well. If you can't we'll get there by train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, train, that's a good even idea, better. Yeah. Lovely. Um, look, I, I, yeah, I think the UK's under, underloved when it comes to holidays. And valued. And if anybody once more says, uh, but you can't rely on the weather, oh, shut up. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. when you sit in really hot places, that gets boring as well after yeah. a while. I go, I go mad on a hot holiday. So I can't do it's it. It's nice for a bit. Yeah. But if you're in 40 degrees, it's stressful. Awful. You've got to put cream on all the time. You've got to wear a hat you don't like. Yeah. You've got to put cream on your kids. That's annoying as well. That's probably what's yeah. put you off, isn't it? it? Is. It's, it's creaming up off. other people. Yeah. That's why you could never go like skiing or something because it's not about you putting your gear on. Getting kids sorted must be awful. Yeah. 
I mean, it'd be like putting sun cream on a cat. Is that impossible? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a friend who has to put sun cream on their cat because it's white and it gets sunburned. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I like that. So you can only go on holiday somewhere where there's a train that goes there. Or, a, or you can go you in the can, car. Yeah, yeah, car, yeah. yeah, car. Fine. Um, that's great. And with other countries, like, you, you know, a lot of visits to the Maldives for you personally. Oh, on my own. These yeah. are national security trips. You know, we need to assess, you know potential locations for different bases mm. also sort of throwing a, the odd trip to the ascension islands so the public's sort of taken off the trail and you know get the idea it really is so we can go ascension islands falkland islands and then longer in the Maldives. yeah is so. there um is there any countries that have tried to do this before is there any policy where it's been like you should holiday only where you live i mean russia have done it by accident yeah but you know um, the rest of it, the world I think during covid we obviously had that as well where it was staycations were very very much encouraged because yeah. you couldn't couldn't get a flight. Um, I'll have a quick Google. Yeah, yeah, you have okay. a little look. Um, look, I, I like this, you know, I guess it's just, if you've got kids, you just, holidays are hard. Like, they're not really holidays anymore, Well, they're are not they? holidays. So you might as well just put them in the car. Yeah. And when you go to Pembrokeshire, is there family as well you can pawn them off on for a little 100%. bit? 100%. Never Lovely. go on holiday without parents or parents-in-law. Really? Yeah. We if had you our, go without a support system, it is not a holiday. We had our first uh, Christmas with like all of the nieces and nephews at ours this year. And um, <laughs> my God, uh, any time that we started to interact with them, my brother and sister-in-law would just get their phones out and they're like, thank God, some phone time. You have them for 10 minutes. We just want to stare at our phones because yeah. we never get to. And the other thing we should ban is people being snobby about parents who are giving their kids iPads or phones. Okay, cool. Those are people who are out of touch. And if you gave them half an hour with a three-year-old, they'd soon be giving them their phone. <laughs> it's just easier, isn't it? It's just easier. Yeah. Okay, that we can put that in education as well. We can have a word with the education department, iPads or phones. Lovely. Look, I think this is great. I think it'd be good for the UK economy, the billions, and also it'll give us better relations with other countries because we're not sending Brits abroad. Yeah. But also, that, that, sorry to throw a spanner in the works here. Domestic tourism is already booming. So if really? according to the United Nations, in OECD countries, uh, domestic tourism accounts for 75% of total tourism expenditure. So really? we're already doing well. I had no idea. We can claim the credit for it now. It's doing well. We can sort of boost it a little bit Lovely. with your policy. And we can crack on. Well, look, I think that's great. So, you know, lots of trips to the Maldives for you. No more Brits abroad. So every country will now start to like us. Spain finally will come into the fold. Yeah, and they don't need then to have like... Those pubs where they offer Sunday lunch. I know. Who has a Sunday lunch in 38 degree weather? British Nobody. people. Insane British people. Finished off with a bit of karaoke. Uh, <laughs> no. I went to Benidorm in June um, for with my dad and his friends. Okay. And it is like... It's awful. Like, the, you, you see the locals. Like is it Spanish, like the TV show? It's The TV show barely scrapes the surface. Oh, wow. Imagine the TV show, but you see more genitals. That's basically what it is. <laughs> it's awful, Benetton. <laughs> Sometimes they're not even in a sticky Vicky show. It's because someone's sat in their shorts and they're hanging out of it. It's disgusting. <laughs> but basically, it's you see the locals. Like, you see the occasional Spanish person in a hotel. And you're like... God, your life would be so much better if British people didn't come here. Yeah. So we're fixing a lot of problems, I think, we have in international relations. In fact, well, this is how we can fix relations, because, you know, relations with us and the Spanish have been tense over Gibraltar. This is the way we sort it out. We just say, right, British people who want a Spanish holiday, go to Gibraltar. We'll, we'll extract Benidorm into Gibraltar. Yeah, yeah. The Maybe. Spanish will be happy, and only if they renounce all territorial claims to Gibraltar, then we're Look, sorted. I know it's not part of but I, we maybe we should throw people a bone. We'll, we'll annex Benidorm. Yeah. So we have Benidorm. 
Are you know, we're going okay, to invade. Okay, so that's just one place one where bit. you can have a British if you're Spanish holiday. Yeah, yeah. But there's it's just British. But the people. rest of us, if we go into France or Spain, you'll have a French yeah, yeah. or a Spanish holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just have a normal one, but you can have a British one. But mostly we're gonna if you've got to get there by car, you have to drive to Spain if you're gonna go. And men aren't allowed to wear vests. Okay, no vests. Because that is not a good look, and that's just doing everybody a favour. Uh, Nobody needs to see an upper arm. <laughs> Has your husband ever worn a vest when you first got together? Once. <laughs> and, he, and then he was told. Once. I was like, Charlie, you remove that and you put it directly in the bin. He's like, what's wrong? And they don't even call them vests in New Zealand. They call them something Singlet. else. Singlet. Yeah. Singlet? It sounds like something you put on a bed. <laughs> no. <laughs> If you want to be single, wear yeah. your singlet. That's what you should have said yeah, to him. Singlets yeah, singlets for singles. Okay, well, that's a slightly different... I'm not sure which department we can squeeze that into, but that's absolutely fine. I we'll make it work. I think foreign affairs. Look, I, yeah, absolutely. I think we've got loads to be getting on with here. Okay. Um, so we're going to set up our uh, Department of Hospitality vibes, uh, where there's an 11pm hard cut-off for any dinner party. No more granulated coffee. Um, and every coffee shop has a dog's welcome and a child's welcome sign, so you can work out exactly where you're going. And, uh, and the pubs as well. And then we're going to move on to culture, media and sport, theatre rules in the uh, in the stadium. Ideal. Love that. Two to four glasses of wine. Um, but we've got to apologise to Gabby Logan for it. Maybe she could be your sports minister. She'd be amazing. Yeah. And she's got great outfits. <laughs> there is, a, you know what? I find that really awful in politics that the men dress dreadfully. There needs to be, you can sort that out. You get It's called vest. showbiz for ugly people for a reason. Exactly. It is, isn't it? Yeah. In food and rural affairs, dog poo banned. Yeah. Dog poo, leaving your dog to poo, you get your nose rubbed in it. You if get you leave your any dog nose poo rubbed. Anywhere. Yeah, rubbed in it. Um, and then the Foreign Office, all holidays are uh, banned that you fly to. Um, you can only get there by car and train. Benidorm is being annexed as an official UK territory. And you're going to go to the Maldives four times a year for po political trips. Yeah, to keep relationships good. So that's it. I think there are good policies. You can get on with that, can't you, Lauren? Yeah, definitely. Start we'll crack on. We'll do it. Get the slogan sorted. Now, um, there is one thing I want to ask, and this is to help more English people than Welsh people. Okay. Uh, that town in Wales. Yeah. Can you say the name? Llanfair Pwllgwyngych Gwydrebych No, I've done it wrong. Let me do it again. Llanfair Pwllgwyngych Gwydrebych No, I can't. No. No. It's, it's longer than that. Give me... Let's have a look. You have a look. Yeah, if you can read it, that would be amazing. Llanfair Pwllgwyngych Gwydrebych 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 Lovely. There you are. Beautiful. I think it needs is a new name. Is it shortened in so, Welsh? Shall I just tell you something? Yeah. This is going to help so many people yeah. out. So most people that live near this place call it either Llanfair. Yeah. Which is, that's all right, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's fine. Or Llanfair PG. So all these people who put themselves through it to try and say it, no one, no one actually, actually does it. There. Nobody well, does. let's let's spread that then, because I was going to ask, English people spread struggle that. with that. We're going to try and make it easier now yeah. that we have a Welsh Premier. Yeah. Would you, would, is Alex the first Welsh Prime Minister? Uh, no, I believe Jim Callaghan was. Oh, yeah, check that and we'll put that in. That's quite interesting. Definitely. Oh, David Lloyd George, obviously, was a David first Lloyd and George. only Welshman. Callaghan, I think, represented a Welsh seat. Oh, so okay. you are now the second Welsh I'd Prime Minister. I'd be the first female. Welsh. Prime, Prime Minister. Minister. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've ignored, we've only had two female Prime Ministers anyway, haven't we? Because we ignored that third one. Oh, well, I mean, it was literally <laughs> blink and you miss it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Prime Minister. We're going to get on with that. If you want to see uh, what Alex is up to, you can check out the one show on BBC One weeknights from seven.
Thank you very much. Breaking news. Due to a revolt in Parliament against the current Prime Minister for really quite obvious reasons, the United Kingdom is still looking for a new leader to run the country. I Am Prime Minister is a viral tribe production. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter and YouTube at IAMPM. PM.